0: the only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and enter code ETM at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash ETM. Go to joindeliteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off.
1: And so if we grew up and it was kind of normalized in our household um, to feel shitty, right? If it was like, oh, mom has a headache or is really tired, that's part of um, getting older or whatever, you know, we learned. It's kind of like our money story, right? We have a health story too that most likely goes back to our childhood, Welcome to Everyone's
0: talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Does this sound familiar? You get a good night's sleep, but you still have brain fog and a midday slump of energy. And no matter what you eat, you just feel Yucky. <laughs> I think most of us will say, yes, this is me. And you know what? These feelings in your body are really common. But according to our guest, Bridget Mallinson, a functional medicine dietitian and CEO of Gut Personal, these feelings are actually not normal and you don't have to live with them. Did you know that in fact, three in four women actually have to deal with gut issues? And I know you're thinking, what does your gut have to do with your money? Well, hear me out. It's hard to make good money decisions if you don't feel good. And on top of that, you've probably spent a lot of hard-earned money buying supplements and trying everything just to feel better, and nothing has worked. So in this episode, Bridget is going to get you good and informed about the powerful connection between making more money and a healthy gut. We're going to talk about some touchy subjects like, yes, your poop, and what's going on down there, and tips to stop throwing away money on supplements that aren't working for your body. Never underestimate the power your health has on growing your wealth. All right, let's start talking. Well, this is obviously a money show and we talk a lot about different aspects of money, you know, building wealth, getting good with money. It isn't just about, you know, what you make and what you spend. If it were, I think we would all be good with money. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, right? Your, your thoughts, your feelings. We've got money trauma, your money story, beliefs. You can get caught up in your money mishaps. But, you know, another variable I think that's really at play is what's going on in your body. Yeah. And we don't talk about this very much because, you know, it feels almost like a disconnect. But I like to talk about it because I think it's, it's really important. We talk about investing your money to grow your wealth, but I think we also need to talk about investing in our wellness and the impact that that has. So, you know, make the case for us like, what's the connection between our
1: wellness and our, and our wealth? Yeah. I think health is wealth. And it's, you know, a piece of this whole holistic puzzle that I know you talk about a lot. It's it's not just just about really managing your money or making money because then we'd all have it figured out, right? It's like health is setting the foundation. And if we try to, you know, affect these other things that affect our wealth, but we're feeling really crappy in our body it's hard for us to perform well it's hard for us to show up well if if we can't um if our body is unhealthy it's really hard for us to connect to our intuition or our gut feeling which is really important to me with wealth building so it working on our wellness and working on our health is truly setting the foundation and then when we do have money um we can enjoy life a lot right because we feel really great so it has this really like symbiotic connection, I think, um, you know, health is wealth. And then when you're wealthy and you're healthy, everything feels really good and you can enjoy life.
0: And, um, you know, I'm thinking like we we live in like, a, I don't know what your world is like, but my world is very busy. There's always yeah. stuff going on. There's There's way more of a to-do list than I like possibly have time to actually get to and it just feels like things get faster and faster and you know we kind of breeze through these months somehow we're in summer and i don't even think that's possible but i think it's very easy to 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 overlook maybe your body not functioning at its optimal potential how do we how do we reverse this a little bit and like how do we figure out if our body is actually out of whack and, and if that might be what's causing us to maybe Have brain fog, not be able to think through our goals well, you know, maybe we are more anxious around money, whatever it might be.
1: Yeah, I think it's it it is about awareness, right? And noticing what's not feeling great. I am someone who in my life and in my 30s, I'm like so in tune and obsessed with feeling great in all the areas, right? But I think when we're busy and we have a lot on our plate it's it's easy to not notice a symptom. And then it's easy if we do notice a symptom, let's say fatigue or brain fog, that we don't take action on it. So I think the first step is awareness, slowing down, even if it's a you know five-minute getting quiet with yourself or journaling practice where you're able to just tune into your body and how you really feel, and then noticing how you want to feel. You know, if you're feeling really brain fog during the workday, or if you're always having that slump of energy, or you're eating food and you feel bloated, or you have a stomach ache, knowing that, yes, those things might be common, where we're all complaining about them, yada, yada, <laughs> or it's your common thread, right? Um, but that they're not normal. You don't have to live with them. And so a piece of that too is the deservingness and the worthiness to feel really great in your body. So awareness and then also having the the mindset of deserving to feel really good. I like that because I think it's easy to think that everything
0: has to be hard, that you have to always feel, you know, like shit all the time, yeah, and that that this is just the way it's supposed to be, like doesn't isn't everybody walking around like feeling like shit isn't everybody in brain fog, isn't everybody anxious, but to say like I actually deserve to feel a different way, like I can actually feel good is just so refreshing to me.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad, and I think too, like you know what you were saying before like you're not sure how my world is i think it's too um shaped by who's around us right and so if we grew up and it was kind of normalized in our household um to feel shitty right if it was like oh mom has a headache or is really tired that's part of Getting older, or whatever, you know, we learned, it's kind of like our money story, right? We have a health story too that most likely goes back to our childhood. And whatever was normalized back then, we're most likely normalizing now in the people that, you know, we surround ourselves with. And, you know, as I become an entrepreneur and I'm in these, um, really like personal development on steroids type groups <laughs> we're all it, it's been like an obsession with like okay how can we hack our health and how can it be really easy too because you know how i take care of myself does not take a lot of time and i think that's also a misconception about when you start to focus on your wellness or your health is that kind of like what you were saying it has to be hard and you know that's one reason i'm i'm really passionate about supplements and functional medicine is because it can be pretty darn easy if it's personalized to you you might just need a magnesium supplement at night so you sleep better you have more energy throughout the day um so wellness can be easy i think that's important to think about too
0: we had a sleep expert on the show a couple months ago and again this was like tying sleep to money and it's not maybe something that you think has a direct connection but and if you're not sleeping i mean we we got a a puppy last year last march <laughs> and we got her at 8 weeks and we don't have kids so this was kind of our first like go around with this and we were up you know a few times a night for her to potty and i think it was about a month in i said to my husband i was like I can't do this. <laughs> like I can't not sleep. Like I am anxious, I'm irritable. irritable yeah. I can't think straight, you know, and he has a body where he can maybe function a little bit better than me without sleep. And so I was like, you're going to have to sleep with the puppy because I like I just can't do it. And so um you know, I started getting panic attacks and mm-hmm. things that I n- never had been familiar with before and it was crazy to go back to think about sleep and the connection with sleep and then to think about for me you know how does that tie to to my not only decision making around money but also my ability to make money because i didn't have any energy to go out and and do the things that i would normally be able to do to make money and so i mean it just the sleep part alone i think
1: it we underestimate that Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And, you know, my biggest thing for sleep when you don't have a new, newborn puppy or newborn baby is magnesium. You know, so many of us are very magnesium deficient. What that affects is our nervous system. It can't calm down, it can't get into a deep resting state when we're sleeping. So, that that's honestly one of the most natural and one of the most easy things we can do, not only for sleep, but also stress and ang- anxiety or anxiousness. Um, it also has a big role, and we know this in research, in focus. Um, so like your mental clarity, and that's really important when we're talking about making money, right? Um, so magnesium would be my hack there.
0: Okay, I love. I do take magnesium, but I, I, I want to get into. I want to do a deep dive in just a minute about about our gut and like all things gut. But before we get there, I'm just you know I want anyone listening to the show um, to. You mentioned the word easy, like I want this mm-hmm. stuff to feel approachable, and I think we're listening. I think everybody listening hopefully is is listening because they've got goals, things they want to do in their life, mm-hmm. and they're probably fed up with their past and how things have happened, maybe what they're feeling in their body and how that's, you know, stopping them from, from proceeding forward. I think it's just part of the human, human process, but I'm really inspired about how do you open yourself up to change? How do you look Mm. at your, your health? You know, I, I speak about it from a wealth perspective, but you know, we're, we're talking about it from a health perspective. How do you open yourself up to a place where, where, your, for a lack of a better word, open to change because I know change is hard. Even if we're just talking about something like, oh hey, try magnesium, you're going to sleep better, and then it's going to have all of these different impacts on your life. So how do we, like, how do we approach these wellness goals? Maybe even how do we figure out what our wellness goals are, you know? And then how do we approach them in a way that is easy and ho- holistic, and and you know will help us get to a to a better place.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's the first thing is being aware of how we want to feel. And for some of us that does take some slowing down. Whether I said, you know, like I said it was 5 minutes of like asking yourself the question, how do I want to feel? And maybe right now you don't think that's possible. I think the belief that it's possible is part of the equation, right? Because if we go into something and for example, let's use the magnesium in sleep. If we're someone who's tired all the time, has brain fog and is not sleeping well, and then you hear about magnesium, if the first thing that comes up for you in your mind is, well, that doesn't work, then then you (laughs) won't take action on it. It won't work. Right. And you won't be consistent with it because the energy kind of you came to that change with. So I think there's got to be an awareness and then a belief that this change will get you to where you want to go. And I think it is about, you know, bringing in that um, deservingness factor. You know, it's, it, it sounds silly to repeat that, but it's so important that when you're going to make a change that, you deserve to feel the way that you want to feel on the other side of that change. And so um, that that's what I would focus on. And then for me, it's about enjoying the journey. You're not, you know, not only saying, okay, I want to feel so energized. That's why I'm going to do this thing. It's about not being perfect on the journey and enjoying the journey and pulling the lessons from the journey. And you know I think that can be correlated with wealth and money too, right? We're Absolutely. not going to be we're not going to be perfect. And so if we, you know, if we um approach these things with a learner's mindset or that I'm tr- doing my best, I'm going to take the lessons from it. I'm not going to be perfect for some of us that's really hard to do. You know, for me it's for me it's easy to say. I'd say probably my husband would be different, right? Where he would want everything to be perfect on the first try. So, for some of us it's going to be easier to adopt that mindset and for some of us it's going to be a little tougher. I think I will be I will
0: thoroughly put myself in the little tougher category. <laughs> I definitely was raised with this idea of perfectionism and let me tell you, it is the hardest to yeah. break with anything, whether it's a health, money, anything, it is so hard to break. So we've we've made this case. Okay, we understand that our gut ultimately plays a role in in the money decisions we make, the money we we can make, and in all of those aspects. So, how do we start healing our gut? Like, are there Inexpensive ways, we can we can do this, so we're not getting like adding in a, a lot more money to what we're already trying to kind of deal with.
1: Yeah, well, I would say two things to start off. One, there's going to be people in the camp that do need to prioritize this investment, right? If your health has been off for a while, and I'll I'll use the lens of of gut health, many of us women and men but three out of four women deal with gut issues. Wow. Three out of four. Why is that? Is it just the different kind of makeup of our bodies or? I mean, there's a couple different things, but birth control plays a huge role in our gut health. And majority of women have been or are on birth control. And that really affects our gut. Um, And then our makeup. And then, you know, a couple different factors in there. Our hormones are a little bit different. And if... We do have babies and that affects our gut a lot too. So um, for some people, you're going to need to, to make that a bigger, a line item of investment. If you've been feeling really off for a long time, you know, I always use the example that some people will come to us and they'll say, you know, why well, I, I, I can't invest in this testing in this really in-depth approach because I'm remodeling my kitchen. And you know, it's about reprioritizing your money. Sometimes, you know, about what you really need in a specific season. So, I'll say that as a as a plug to yes, some of you are going to need to change some line items around. And then on the other side of things, supplements can be a really incredibly powerful, um, uh, healing approach to our gut, especially when they're personalized. The thing about supplements and where supplements get a bad rap is, oh, that supplement didn't work for me. And we're just throwing away money. And I saw that a lot. Um, you know, I worked in a holistic pharmacy and um, I was a supplement buyer. So I'd recommend supplements in a, you know, store setting. And people would say, I've tried everything and none of these supplements worked. And that's actually why I started my company, Gut Personal, is, you know, women with really bad gut issues would say, that probiotic didn't work for me. And I was like, well, if you've got a lot of gut issues, you should not be taking a probiotic. But that's not common knowledge, right? And so the supplement piece can be really affordable and really effective as long as you have personalized supplements, which is why we have our quiz.
0: I honestly would use Ernan in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas. It will really help the show. Talkin' money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. I'm sorry, but I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a mini golden mountain doodle full of life, and I would do just about anything to keep her happy, healthy, and safe. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. Your pet is part of your family and you want to do the best for them, but vet bills can really add up. We jokingly keep telling Winnie she needs to get a job to pay for her vet bill. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customized accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping to ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independent American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer, is not engaged in the business of insurance. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. I like that you talk about personalization because when we're talking about money, it's the same sort of thing I say. Like we can read all these articles. We can even listen to podcasts or whatever books, whatever it might be. And there's a lot of generalized Mm -hmm. things to do. And you could try those generalized things and be like, well, that isn't really working for me, but it's Mm -hmm. this extra layer of personalization that helps kind of dial in those different things. And, you know, I think understanding our bodies and our brains from, hey, we're individuals, we're all gonna th- think differently. We're our chemicals and our, you know, however we're made up, our DNA, our genetics are all different. So certain things are gonna work for us, you know, and certain things are not. And I'm glad you brought up supplements because I was thinking, you know, there are so many out there on the market. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's, it is once, you know, you read something and someone says, oh, go, get, get magnesium. And you go to the store and it's like, I don't know, there's like 40 different varieties. And then I've bought two of them or five of them. And then I've thrown away that money because I didn't think it works. So, how do you then, like, how do you begin to kind of dial in that personalization so that mm-hmm. w- what you are buying is
1: something that's going to work for you? That's such a great question. I would say you know the first step is um finding r- really quality brands. And so it's hard to say that and then say, "Oh, here's a list of quality brands," right? I would say the majority of the brands that you're going to find on the shelf at a health food store are not quality from a stance of they don't have to go through rigorous testing to actually be what they say they are. For example, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, it's wild. If you go to CVFs and you think you're getting a magnesium supplement for 300 milligrams, let's say, there is nothing that the FDA does to make sure that's what that product is. So it might not work because it might have 50 milligrams of magnesium instead of 300. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a hoot? Wow.
0: Okay. This is yeah. blowing my mind. Right. So you, you're you probably literally throwing away money.
1: <laughs> literally. And so what companies like my company do are we actually send our products to third-party labs to make sure that they are the dose that they say they are and that they also don't have things like chemicals in them and heavy metals. And so, yes, that makes a high-quality supplement a little bit more expensive. For example, our magnesium is $39. You might be able to go to CVS and find a $20 magnesium, but it might not work or, you know, um, be what it says it is. So I think on the making sure your money is going into the right areas is investing a little bit more in quality because then you know what's going to work and you know you're pretty much going to get the outcome that you want. Um, And then the other thing of the personalization piece is, you know, you can be working with a practitioner, a functional medicine practitioner, but what I wanted to do is I wanted it to be really low cost and I wanted it to be really accessible. So as a practitioner, I took my brain with working with clients for 10 years and I said, okay, if they answer these questions in this way, then I know their personalized protocol. And so that's how I created our quiz. It's really a very valuable resource that we provide for free to be able to say, this is what your body needs right now.
0: So let's talk a little bit about food because I'm really interested. Like, what role does food and what we eat play into our gut? Because we, oh you know, we, if we're looking at it from a money perspective, we're all guilty of spending a lot of money, especially eating out. <laughs> yeah. And it's a huge portion of most of our budgets because, you know, we obviously need to eat. We like some enjoyment. But I'm wondering like how much does what we eat
1: play into like what's going on in our body? I mean, it's so it's so powerful. It's so interconnected. I think the the best thing that you can do for your gut is a variety. So when we're talking about eat your fruits and vegetables, that's literally it. Um, and if we're talking about First of all, like going to the grocery store. A great way to save money is to not buy everything organic. But organic is very powerful with um, about a dozen foods. So there's this list that's called the dirty dozen that you should always buy organic. Why that matters with your gut health is that pesticides kill good bacteria in our gut. Pesticides actually have a really profound effect not only our gut health, but also you know cancer risk and things like that. so, if you're really looking to look at your grocery bill, check out the dirty dozen. which ones should you definitely buy organic? and then you know, for example, foods you never need to buy organic um that can help save money. I think the eating out piece um, is an interesting one. you know how like my husband and I, we don't eat out a lot, so that is how we save a lot of money but you bet your bottom dollar i like everything to be high quality when we do eat in so i think it's a you know um it's again personalized it's like you know the way we save money on our our food and make sh- making sure it's good f- great for our gut is a lot of eating in and in creating enjoyment there um and then i think uh when you are going out it's like isn't it really intentional? or did you go out to a crappy restaurant and did it really not give you much enjoyment? You know what I mean? Oh, a thousand percent. I have had
0: a lot of those meals like sometimes I'm eating and I'm like, wow, I'm paying for this. Yeah. and I'm not really enjoying this. and I know it's not gonna feel really great in my body, but I'm still eating.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's a head scratcher. It's like, why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh and you bring up a good point too, where eating out can make us feel like crap too. And the reason being is there's a lot of like uh, oils that are used that our body has a really tough time breaking down. And um, I mean, that's honestly the main thing. And then some of us have food sensitivities to the things that we eat when we eat out. Um, So it's also should be said that if you don't feel well when you eat out, your gut's probably a mess and you need to work on it. You know what I mean? you you bring up pesticides
0: too and i'm i'm i don't know i'm i'm going into like dangerous territory here because i don't know a lot about it but i do know that at least in the US there's a lot that we do to our our food um spraying with chemicals and all sorts of things and it all comes back to money because you know the bigger we can make the chickens the more we can sell them for and the you know the more we can grow the crops the i mean it just you know so so much down the line. Yeah. So much so that you know you could go to another country outside of the US and eat certain ways and your body actually feels great. Yeah. Like you're, you know, and, and so it's it's just crazy to me that A, that it all comes back to money, but but B, that you know, we don't even know necessarily like what what we're eating or, or what's mm-hmm. on what we're eating. And so it feels almost really hard to Dissect it all and to figure out, like, what in the world should we actually be eating? Like, what should we not be eating? What should we be eating?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the simplest way to approach it is eating food closest to the whole food. You know what I mean? If we're spending a lot of time eating foods out of boxes or eating frozen meals or things like that, we probably know in our head, like, oh, that's not as nutritious as spending the most of the time in the produce aisle and just whole meats instead of, you know, processed chicken fingers or whatever it is. So I think the simplest way to approach it is, okay, can I work on adding in more um, vegetables? For example, can I stick to the perimeter of the grocery aisle instead of, you know, truly, like you said, feeling overwhelmed with indecision?
0: That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? So we talked a little
0: bit about sleep, obviously, and I I kind of had a follow up question. So we talked about magnesium and how important magnesium is, but what like what is it? What actually happens in your body? Like what what's happening when you're you're taking magnesium and um, you're not like deficient of of a mir- min-
1: mineral or a need for your body? So when you're not. De- well, first of all, this is, this is a very important thing is that I've tested thousands of people for mag- – we test in, in my company for vitamins and minerals and um, I've tested thousands of people for magnesium. Only one person has not been deficient. <laughs> that's not good odds. <laughs> not good odds. So basically, every magnesium is this mineral that's involved in 300 different processes in the body. So when you're taking your magnesium, it's not just helping you sleep better. It's helping you poop better. It's helping relax your muscles. It's help helping with your neurotransmitters, which is how you think and feel. 300 different processes in the wow. body and m- everyone is deficient. So it's hard to say because of that, it's hard to say that with magnesium specifically, that there is like an overdose effect. If you start taking magnesium, you know you're taking too much if you're having diarrhea. That's the biggest thing. Easy to figure out. (laughs) Easy to figure out. And I will tell you, people can take pretty high doses, which means they're very deficient, before that ever happens. Um, So that's not one to worry about over supplementing. That's for sure. It's just, uh,
0: I keep coming back to this, but... I you know I'm thinking about like a few of my friends who are just like chronically in a place of stress of overwhelm of brain fog of maybe you know like mild depression just I th- I think again we we have this feeling in life that we're supposed to just feel this way and that it's just supposed to be a part of life and I I really wonder it would be really interesting to have a study about this, but I think I was just really wonder you know when we work to correct some of these things that that may be starting in the gut or that that are a factor of the gut, like how much could that then like transform our lives how much could that mm-hmm. transform our careers and how we are as like partners or or um mothers or fathers how could that transform you know Internally, our relationships to everything, to money, to our goals. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting to me, like w- what that could actually do in someone's life.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, it comes back to like with functional medicine or with this like really personalized approach, it's studies that are n equals one, right? Which is, it's just about that one person because we need so many different things. And then, Um, the outcomes are so much different for all of us. It's, it's, it, to your point, it's so powerful though. Like this is so powerful. I wish we could say more that there is research, but, um, what I will say is I talk to a lot of specifically female entrepreneurs and, um, a lot of our clients are female entrepreneurs. And why I use that as an example is I can directly see when they fix their body, when they fix their health, the money that they make in their business doubles triples it's truly wild and that's why i'm so passionate about that incredible subset of people is because we can see a direct correlation when the body heals you can make more money you can make better decisions you can crush it in your business you know it's it's really so exciting and that's why i'm so passionate about health really being the foundation of your life
0: so why is this not more mainstream? Why is this not something that we hear about when we go to our doctors? You know, why is it that we have to, you know, go to people like yourself or explore, you know, s- functional medicine or some some
1: other way to heal our body? Yeah, I think the main thing is that we do trust and go to our PCP or our doctor for health information, but the medical education In the United States, you know, they might have a couple hours of nutrition education, right? They don't have the tools needed for true wellness unless they go off on their own and they start learning, right? But um, that's one of the things is that they don't have the tools because that's not their training. Their training is a lot in pharmacy and medication and um, treating disease, not preventing. And, you know, before something turns into a disease, we see symptoms. And that's mainly sometimes what we're struggling with are are symptoms, right? Are just a set of symptoms. And what doctors are really great at is putting a, a disease label on it, right? But many of us are walking around, we don't have a disease. We just have these symptoms that are really frustrating and annoying. So where functional medicine plays a great role and where you know, conventional medicine really doesn't shine is looking at the whole body as well and having the tools to not only look at the body, the symptoms, really in-depth testing, but also look at the mind and talk about self-care. And um, you don't really get many minutes in the doctor's office, right? Um, You're lucky, yeah. (laughs) Seven minutes is the average. And so it's really hard to give someone like a personalized approach to hacking their health if we get five minutes to talk about it with them.
0: So uh, like in your expert opinion, what kind of comes first? Is it like our, our guts out of whack and then that makes our our brain and our anxiety and all of that kind of go out of whack? Or is our brain out of whack first and then that causes the gut? Like what's the sort of
1: relationship there? Well, they're definitely like, you know, I used to work with kids. So I used to say, you know, you have a cell phone in your brain and a cell phone in your gut and they're constantly talking to each other, you know? I think for most people, it does start in the gut. And that doesn't necessarily mean there are gut symptoms like bloating or constipation or stomach aches. But um, so many things we do in our modern day, we talked about pesticides, antibiotics as a young kid. You know, I was constantly on antibiotics for strep, um, birth control. You know, I was talking about that, that really affects our gut health. And so I think there's so many, I know there are so many things that affect our gut that the brain is kind of the second thing. Um, But it could also, you know, if someone has a very nervous, stressed personality, it might start there for them.
0: Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about your your journey and kind of your, you know, g- picking gut as like your specialty is really interesting to me. I know that you had a lifelong struggle with your gut. You spent, you know, years obviously studying functional medicine and um, as a nutritionist as well. And you obviously really enjoy your passion is to, to help people with their their health and and their wealth. It's really a mission for you. But tell me a little bit about your own story. Like how has healing your own gut like transformed your life?
1: Yeah. So I was so interested in college in this concept of using food as medicine. It felt very empowering to me. It still is very empowering. Um, But as I was studying to be a registered dietitian, I was getting sicker and sicker in the way of first it was migraines then i was diagnosed with hypothyroidism and then i was diagnosed with adhd and i had really bad periods and i couldn't poop and i was put on a medication for every single one of those things <laughs> wow and seeing a different doctor for every single one of those things and mind you i'm in my 20s and treating my body better than most people you know eating healthy exercising and it didn't make sense to me because I was treating my body so well, why did I feel like such crap? And why was I putting getting put on medication after medication? And so the question for me always to doctors was, but why? Why do I have ADHD at 20 years old? Why do I have migraines? And that was the question that couldn't be answered. And so when I found functional medicine, and functional medicine really looks at the root cause of um, why your body is out of balance, it gave me answers to the why. And the big thing for me was doing a gut test, literally a poop test, not glamorous. And it told me the why. Everything, all of these medications I was on, the thyroid issues, the migraines, the ADHD, hormone imbalances, and gut imbalances was all because my gut was a mess. And so when I healed that, I was off all medications in six months uh, that's crazy, wild, and it's something that I see with so many clients because the medications, while sometimes are very needed for people. I get that, but when they're just um covering up and band aiding symptoms and not getting to the root of the problem, that's when it's a problem and
0: th- and that's what we do. I mean, I feel like it's so easy to just kind of um you know, th- throw a medication mm-hmm. out and just, you know, I think we're, we're trained as a society too to be like, well, that's what my doctor suggested. That must be what I need to take. And, um, you know, it, it's really interesting because I think, um, sometimes like you're saying, like you can actually make the, the, the problem worse. It can make the brain fog worse. It can make the, whatever it is worse. And um, not actually solve solve the issue. You know, it wasn't until I, I lost my hearing uh, about five years ago in my left ear that I started to think like, okay, when the doctors were like, well, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, okay, all right. I understand that. But there has to be something I can do to help my body like operate better because I can't function this way. Like I'm tired, I'm exhausted. I have chronic tinnitus, which is, if you don't know, it's like very loud TV static in your ear 24 7. I'm like, I'm not sleeping well, you know? And those have a direct correlation to me making money, to mm-hmm. me managing money, to me, you know, anything, to, to thinking through goals. I just felt very, um, just, I, I don't know, very numb, I guess would be like to the world. I'm like, something has to be able to do something different. And so I started to do a lot of natural things. And even just recently, I was feeling really, I don't know, I don't know if the word was depressed or just numb or weird. And I started to do, We made an episode, um, somebody on the show that talked about um, quantum quantum medicine. And she suggested like going outside barefoot in the mornings and like looking up at the sky. It sounds crazy, but I've been doing it for like a week and a half now. And I'm like, I don't know if it's placebo or what, but I actually feel very different. And so it really makes me think about, okay, we can't overlook something like our gut and we can't overlook the role that it actually plays in our lives.
1: Yeah. Well, I'd even say, you know, to what you're doing, it's like, you know, um, the believing that it can work, right? You're saying, okay, I'm going to try this out going outside every morning, and it's almost too, like, owning that it is working. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're doing something great for your body, and no matter how cuckoo it sounds, it's working. And I think that sometimes, too, or this, like, this, like, oh, I don't know, it could be that, it could be that, at, like, the um, risk of sounding kind of crazy, right? Totally. But it's like, no, it's it's working. And I think, you know, supplements are a piece of that is like, you know, people question, is it the placebo? No, it's working, like own that and keep doing it. You know what I mean? Because that's also great reinforcement to continue the habit. Well, and coming back to supplements, I mean, I think about
0: How much money – like, if we could collectively, like, pull everyone together that's listening to this episode, like, how much money have we all collectively, like, wasted Mm -hmm. buying things that we read about or that we saw that, you know, specifically a supplement that we've taken for a while and just hasn't really done anything for us? I mean, I I could – Probably thousands of dollars, I would say, mm-hmm. like easily from me, where you just go and like pick something up, or you you do your best to try and research what you think is a good brand. But it's like at the end of the day, I don't know what a good brand is, or what a you know what a good brand isn't. So it's it's just crazy to me that um, we just kind of become robotic and like we're just out there. Okay, let me just pick like whatever magnesium or whatever supplement, and mm-hmm. you know hope that works. But you talked about. Um, Probiotics. Like, I'm really interested in that. So, um, are
1: are probiotics good for us? Not good for us? When do we take them? Oh my gosh, great questions. Well, it depends on what you're working on. You know, so I gave the example like, if your gut is a mess, probably the last thing you need is to add in more bacteria because when our gut's a mess, there's usually already plenty of bad bacteria in our gut and so if we take a probiotic and we add in good bacteria they might have a fight you know what i mean okay, you might feel yeah. more bloated you might feel worse so that's where you know the personalization piece is so important taking the quiz do you need it for your goals most people can benefit from a probiotic especially with skin issues mental health issues um low light gut issues, I'll say, you know, maybe a little constipation, stomach ache here, um, any autoimmunity issues or immune issues like allergies or um, or food sensitivities, things like that. So yes, a lot of people can benefit from a probiotic, but um, really I would say there, take our quiz. Um, it'll help you. See if that's where you need to start, and there's so many types of probiotics too. So, we try to really take away the overwhelm, right? There's thousands of probiotics out there. Our company alone has three, and so if you're not an expert in it, how do you know which one to do? You know, we at my company we really try to empower through education, um, and hopefully that works. But um, you know. D- not getting too paralyzed with decisions. And, you know, if you're, if you find a brand, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I think that's what I need, go take action on that. You know, don't go try to research every brand that's out there. You're going to put yourself into analysis paralysis.
0: Okay. I've got one more like gut question I want to ask you. We've talked about poop in this episode. So I think it would be, it would be fun to have like a little bit of a poop conversation. Um I was really pissed off I will say that you know it used to be that um you had to be 50 when you get a colonoscopy and they lowered it to 45 which I was 45 and um so the doctor's like you have to get a colonoscopy I'm like what? No. No no no. Th- they- The promise was another like five years. I am not ready to deal with this. Like I understand it's covered by my insurance. I'm not going to have to pay for it. But seriously, no. And so you know, my husband and I we joke about poop all the time because I mean that's what you do, right? Yeah. And so, can, can your poop? I mean, sorry for anyone listening if this is getting like you know TMI. But can your can your poop help you
1: determine like if your gut is out of whack? Yeah. That's really the only thing, right? And the testing that we do is much less invasive than a colonoscopy. So thankfully, thankfully, right. It's literally, you know, you kind of poop in a tray and you take a little scoop and that's the sample. And I always use the example, and maybe you've done this with your dog, but like if our dogs are feeling off or their stomachs are feeling off or something's off with their digestive system, we take their poop to the vet, right? Same thing with humans. We can get parasites. We can have bad bacteria in our gut. And, you know, the test that we do um, is five pages long. It's looking at your entire microbiome. And then um, it's telling us, you know, what you need to do. It it takes a practitioner, of course, to interpret it. um, But it's telling us what's going wrong in your body. And then we can say, Oh, you know this bad bacteria is um really affecting your eczema. You know oh, what I mean, and we right. can correlate those things, or this bad bacteria is really affecting your anxiety. We know that through research and it's all really research backed, which is cool, but the poop test, the gut test that we do is the most powerful personalized thing you can do all right so we've we've talked about a lot
0: <laughs> sleep. Poop, magnesium, brain fog, all the stuff, but I thought it might be fun to end with like having you paint a picture of future us, like what mm. would our lives look like? How would our money change? All the things if we had good gut health like what is that what is that picture like?
1: Yeah, I think abundance in your health and feeling limitless feeling excited to go into your day not dreading your day because you're tired or you don't feel well or for you like you were saying you know you're hearing the the frustrating part of that if you go into your day with this limitless abundant feeling then you can move into your work and making money with also the same abundant excited feeling which you are going to a thousand percent attract more wealth into your life and make better decisions with money because you you have that great feeling in your body. This
0: statement that Bridget made at the end of the conversation, I think it's just worth emphasizing again. She said, "Abundance in your health and feeling limitless and feeling excited to go into your day is amazing. Then you can move into your work and making money will have the same abundant feeling." I really want that. I don't know about you, but. That is how I want to feel every day, and I've lived a lot of days when I did not feel this way. So I'm looking at you, Gut, and ready to make some of the changes we talked about in this episode. If you want to learn more about Bridget, you can head to her website, gutpersonal.com, where you can take the gut health quiz that she talked about in this episode. They're also offering a special discount code. At checkout, you can use the code SHAWNA, S-H-A-N-N-A-H, if you're interested in purchasing any of the products. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me the highest favor. Head on over to whatever app you're listening to this episode in right now and leave me a review. Let me know what you loved in this episode. You can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode guests as well as the sponsors who make this show possible. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode.